0: Ketov everybody, um, welcome to the post above period, today's DAF, um, where, where we're picking up today is I Am Bet, 75B, um, and we start where it is um, uh Masnisa. where is it? The Gemara says, um, we're in the middle of discussing this question about Moda um, knasa HaChach yeah, where, where are we exactly?
1: It's nine Lines
0: Down. Nine Lines Down, from, there you go. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Bryce said to Tanya. Okay, Bryce to Tanya. Line starts with Okay, Bryce Adap Okay, so we've had three opinions now, or two opinions and a, a and a variation. The opinions are: Rav says that if you admit to Knaaf and him come afterwards, you are, remain exempt. Your admission does not only doesn't obligate you, but it exempts you. Shmuel says no. If you admit, you're not obligated. But if witnesses come afterwards, you're, 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 you you uh, you 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 do become obligated. Uh, the Gemara really comes, you know, seems very much to come down in favor of Rav that your admission actually exempts you but then there's an opinion that nuances it and says what type of an admission exempts you if witnesses come later that's only admission that that through your admission you actually obligated yourself in a principle that's a real admission but if your admission only had the effect of relating to the Knaf and therefore it would only exempt you then it does not have the ability to exempt so no admission ever obligates you but the claim is that according to Rav the admission that would exempt you would be one that would obligate you in a karen that your own admission makes you pay a principal and therefore you get are uh, you're exempt even if witnesses come later from any additional kenas. So we're trying to demonstrate that support for that position. So one support we had was from the Mishnah and now we pick up from this for support from the Brisa. Brisa de Tanya You can support this from the Brisa because we talked. Ra um, Aving uh, K'memas Machinu brain So this was the Brisa we saw the other day. You saw witnesses that were like. Uh, you know, moving on their way and, you know, in the process of coming to Bastin, Rahman you decided you were going to beat them beat them out. They were going to come anyway, so you might as well just admit to it. So, Amar um, Ganavski, and you said, yes, I burgled, I did not do the slaughtering or the selling. And you only pay the principal." The Kiddush of that Mishnah is that even though you see the witnesses about to come, it's still considered an admission. So even though you only did it because you were afraid of them, it's an admission. And even if they come afterwards, you're not going to pay the KFO. You already admitted. So that's a clear proof to Rav that even if you admitted and the witnesses came later, you're not going to pay, the, you're, you, you remain exempt from the KNAS, exempt from the KFL. And the reason you're not going to pay the 4 and the 5, it's great. Like, you didn't even have to admit to the 4 and the 5. You could deny it, but once you're not paying the fell, so four and, part of the 4 and 5 is the fell, so therefore you're not going to pay the 4 and the 5 either. Okay, that's the Chodesh of the brighter. Now, how does it, how is it a support to this idea? Um, so the Master says like this. Um, why does it the example the Bryce is given? You admit that you burgled. You didn't admit to the Tvich and Nisni, why doesn't it give an example? O Ganafti, either you admit to the Gneva, and then you get off even if the witnesses come um, from the KFL and then automatically from the 4 and the 5. Or you only admit it to the the and Mechira, and then you would get off. I'm um, the t'vich and the Mechil if the witnesses come. Why don't you give either example? So it must be that the second example isn't true. El HaKamash malan. One minute. El HaKamash malan that's teaching you the reason your admission exempts you even if the witnesses come after is because you admitted to the basic Gneva. Okay? El HaKamash uh, Mulan. the because then you obligated yourself at least in the principle. That's the case to Pater. Amar Loganafti if you denied the Gneva the witnesses says you were Ghanav if you only had admitted to the Tzvich and the Mechira in that case this law wouldn't be correct you wouldn't be exempt and since your admission to the Tzvich and the Mechira after there's already been adim to the Gneva is not obligating yourself in anything in that case um, the witnesses would obligate you so the fact that it gives the example that your admission exempts you in the that you admitted to the Geneva and doesn't give the example that you admitted to the Tzrich and the Mechira. You see, it's exactly what we're trying to say. Hodah the that the admission to the slaughtering is not an admission because you didn't obligate yourself. What type of admission exempts you is only an obligation, an admission that at least forces you to pay a prince the principal. So that seems to be a good proof. Someone says no, Amri, no, Lo, he, that doesn't prove it. We're not giving the scenario of admitting to the Geneva to say the halacha wouldn't be the same if you admitted. To the Tzvikah, maybe it would be the same. Why are we giving the scenario of admitting to the Geneva? To tell you a bigger Chiddush He grew for Kamash Mawan. It's telling you a Khidish about that case itself of admitting to the Geneva. The Kivan damar Once you said you were, you were, you did the gneva. Even though you can you deny the and mechira, so you would think you admitted to the gneva, you denied and mechira. Then the witness the and mechira. At least pay the extra fine of the three and the five. No, you don't have to. Um, you remain exempt from the and mechira, even though you denied it and you were lying. Why? Why did you you denied it and you were lying? Why don't you have to pay it? My timer. What's the reason? the Torah says you pay four and five. Not four and three. Meaning the reason I took out the four is because it's a problem. Because it says four and five and if you admit you could still be paying four. But it means it says you pay you know five for the cow and not four for the cow. Four for the sheep and not three for the sheep. Okay? So therefore once you've admitted to the, k- to the geneva we take out one of those payments everything gets knocked down. Right? A mo- you know one of those units gets taken away and that's not what the Torah said. Okay, so that's a big Kiddush, that you, I mean that's, you you know, that's definitely Pshat the Pshat is, look at this guy he only came to Basin because he saw the witnesses were about to testify, so it isn't really a real testimony, and he continued to deny the Tvich and the Mechira right, and and he lied, was lying about that, because we had witnesses that came about that, and even so, he gets off of everything, except the principle, so that's a big Kiddush, that's why we wanted to say that case, but maybe in Echinami, maybe had he just admitted to the Tvich and Mechira, maybe that would exempt him as well. So it's not really relevant to prove our question. You had a question, Michael. Yeah, I you think, uh, You know, it
1: makes it to be from the isn't, Because uh, if you didn't stole, there's no problem to be from the You give it to me and I don't even know what it is. Uh, right, I'm no, but, but the
0: admission out. makes yeah. sense after they're venated yeah. That's where the admission makes sense. So,
1: but the other thing is, like, uh, but I still be a puzzle aide going forward, right? You don't have to pay anything. In this you case? Know,
0: yeah, these guys Yeah, sure. Yeah, because you're, yeah, totally. Because you're Russia de Yeah, I mean, because you are yeah you're because were Ghanif, yeah. Okay, so the says like this. Okay, so that didn't prove it. Um, and that was really just proving as the says he goof, an extreme case where you could be such a weak admission and still get off of pretty much everything except the principle. Okay, so the says like this. Limit to deny. Let's say this debate question about an admission that does not obligate you in the principle is ultimately a debate of Tanayum. Everybody agrees to Rav, an admission can exempt you. But is it would also be true about an admission that doesn't obligate you in the principle? let's say this is a debate of tonight okay how you uh, now we get back to a to Adam um, zomin so can never escape that how you um Two people testified that you were a Ganov. And two testified that you did the Tzvich and Mechira. Two others. Right. So the ages that you were a Ganov were proven to be Zomimim. So if you can't prove you were a Ganov, then you obviously, the the and Mechira, is nothing. Maybe you were doing it to your own animal. Okay? So they have to pay you double, and you pay nothing. Even though there's still aiden that you were going to. it doesn't mean anything now. Eden about the kula. Who's mu'erei tvicha? Let's say the witnesses of the tvicha were proven. Who mishan tachlume keifel. You pay keifel to the owners, because you're still a Ghanav. That part was still true. Okay? Zuhu, so, um, or it should be the hain. Uh, I skipped line. I did skip the line. The hain is shamim They pay you Three, So you are Ganev, you have to pay the owners. They were lying that you were or whether they were lying or not, they were so they pay you the three.
1: What
0: about what we said okay. before? Yeah, it's an interesting question. We don't say that by the it's an interesting point. Okay. In no, the name of Sumchus, they said Now, the Eidim pay two and you pay three. What? What then does that make. You're a Ghanav. they were liars about the Tzvich Mechira. He says, they pay two and you pay three. So that doesn't make any sense. So let's take a look. So, I'm sorry. Okay, three for a cow and two for a ram. I, which case is sumchas is going on? I, sumchas. Now, it certainly doesn't make sense at the end, right? Because the end, as I said, is that you are ganav and they were lying about the Tzvich and mechira. Wouldn't it make sense for them to pay two, you pay three. The case, it could work, but it would also not make sense, but at least you would understand how to begin thinking about it, is that they were proven zomimim on the Gneva. Remember, the first case is they were zomimim on the Gneva, you still have witnesses of Tricha Mechira. So some of us would say, oh, there's zomimim on the Gneva, they pay you Kefau. Oh, but there's still witnesses on the Tricha Mechira, you pay the owner three. Now that doesn't make sense, because... There's no witnesses that you're a of. but at least you begin. At least you could begin to see, like. At least it starts the numbers fit. I mean, you have to make sense of it, yeah, right? one one is dependent upon
1: the other. I
0: understand that's the problem, but it, <laughs> anyway, that's a, my, but but uh, that's the question. All right, exactly. at least the two and the three match in that case. Okay, so that doesn't make sense. We get that they pay two, but how could you still be paying three once there's no longer eight as about. At the Geneva. they a safe. So it's at the last case where they're proven Adium Zomim on the Tzwikan mechira. So really? Why would they be paying two and you be throwing three? Shapir Kamaraban and the rabbis, what they're saying is makes you know is the only thing that makes sense in that case. you pay the two. So Swimmers doesn't make any sense. So because Slim doesn't make any sense, you gotta love it when the Gemara says, oh let's say this is debate of Tanayim, or quite a bright that it doesn't make any sense and then we'll explain it to fit our you know you know our preconceived no Oceans. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ella, here's how the bright may sing. They must be talking about some completely different case. We have to construct a scenario where Shmuel, could be, say, where Shmuel where could be saying that they pay two and you pay three. So, what could that scenario be? So, it must be the following case. Two people say you're a Ganav. I'm a Lohon. you say to them, in Ganafti, fine, I admit, I'm a Ganafti. And not only that, I'll do you one better. Not only am I Ganafti, I did however, <laughs> Mechira. Me, however, I didn't do it in front of you, I saw who was around, so you're lying, okay? Maybe I am a Ganafti, maybe I do all the owner four and five, whatever, okay? But, you're Edim Zomimim. Uh-huh. So the Isis Sadi, the Azmi Hinehu, the Ganovim. And I brought witnesses to prove that you could not have seen me do the Geneva. You were somewhere else. You're the Edim Zomimim. So now, assuming I'm the Ghana in this case, you the Edim Zomimim here, are you uh, Michael and David, you're the Edim Zomimim. You have to pay me now too. Okay? What I have to pay the owner, I'll worry about. Fine, I'm a god of Tovechomokir, but you gotta pay me too. You are lying. Okay? No, no, wait. But I, see. I thought taveh to- part was what I are lying. About about, right? No, all you said was ganas. I see B family ganasta. Okay, no, okay. So I see so you're lying. You're going to have to pay me too. I might have to pay the owner. I was going to have to Although just now I get a hodah. So we'll see about that. But you starts with you having to pay me too. The Eizibala buy Yisadi. And then the owner comes and he brings witnesses. that who obeyed the gun of And he brings witnesses that I did the whole shebang. So you have to pay me too. Do I have to pay anything to the owner? Now let's think about it. What I did was, I admitted. Now I admitted because maybe you came to court. So that tested like the Memas Mishinu Boyan case. Although at the end of the day, did you really... Was, was you know since you're lying do we really see that my admission is weakened because I responded to you because at the end of the day you were lying okay so anyway but let's assume for now it was a real admission you pay me too I, I did a, an admission so if I did an admission I shouldn't have to pay the owner anything I mean I pay him the karen the principal nothing else right because I said I said all of that okay so now what's going to be my obligation to the owner the debate is whether my admission to the tvicha is an admission, right? So, Rabbanon Savri, even though when I admitted to the Gneva I was rea- re- reacting to you, even though you turned out to be Adim Zomim, I didn't know I would be able to truly prove you as Adim Zomim. That was reacting to you. Nevertheless, it still counts, like Adim Mach machinu Mishinu So, therefore, if that was a good admission that I did to the owner, even though you were coming, I admitted I did the whole thing, I only have to pay the Karen, right early with me, because you came, I admitted to the whole thing. I proved you to be something I admitted I'm only going to have to pay the owner the Karen, okay i and I 'm totally off the hook for everything. The, became, what? It's yeah, not right the sun no, even though is aiding who to come I'm only being voted because you shut up in court, okay. um uh well, 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 I uh that is not Wait a minute, what's the Tzvicha? I'm not right. Okay, so therefore, since I'm doing it and responding to you, right, my admission to the Tzvicha is not an admission. Okay, so therefore... I'm not going to get off the hook. So these original EDIM, so you pay me too. So I'm going to pay the owner. So my admission was not admission to get me off the hook. So I'm still going to pay. If he brings the other EDIM to prove that I did the whole thing, I'm still going to pay the three or so on to the owner. Okay? Now the question here is one minute. Hold on, I've just got to think this through. Because then why don't I pay... Oh, no, here's the point. I really have to pay everything to the owner, right? This is what Roski says, okay? You a lie. You pay me K-fell. Sumga says, my admission to the owner is not an admission. It was all done because you were here. That, that, that sort of motivated me to admit. That's nothing. the owner brings aid in, I have to pay the owner everything. So I owe the owner now four and five. How are we going to pay off this four and five? Well, two are going to come from you. You're going to pay me, and I'm going to pay him. And then I'm going to pay the balance myself. Okay, so I really owe the owner the full four or five. But things is saying, you pay two of it. Since you're Zomrach, you're going to pay me, and I'm going to hand it back to, I'm going to hand it to him. And I'm going Balance? Yeah, the three is the balance. Oh. Yeah. Because now Adam have proven that I'm a Ghanav. Now, it's really... the was going to say it's actually one less. Well, you, well, no, no, because my admission to the Karen clearly obligates me. My Hoda doesn't exempt me because it was in re- reacting to you guys. Okay? And therefore... I owe the owner the full amount he's proven to aid him that I'm a gun of g- a so two of it come from you and the other three come from me
1: I'm going to say my admission is still a right good admission your,
0: your, your Hoda. my odah is still a good admission right exactly it's only really a okay. balance
1: for three right? right three plus two it's not a balance for the two plus two like it to
0: be uh, what do you mean uh, if it was a case of five, it was a balance of three. If it was a case of four, it was a balance of two, depending on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. there. All yeah. right, so it's so like this. Okay, so that's the issue. Um, the uh, okay. So therefore, anyway, what do you see? So that now, now, how does that prove this issue? Uh, that really proves the issue of edim mamas machine That's really not the case about uh, right because that's how it sort of has framed the debate. One minute, one minute. Um. Yeah, but then, but why was it, but then why does it say because of the Edim? Yeah, but then, why does <laughs> it say because of the Edim? The hodah, the oh, that's the point. Right, thank you. So Tzumchaz's point is the following, meaning thank you, thank you. I missed the ex- that explanation. Okay, so the rabbinans say my hoda is totally good. My hoda was a double hoda, thank you. It was a hoda of Geneva plus hoda of the Tshich and the Mechira. So the rabbinans say, even though you were present, it was considered a, you know, even though you're there, it's a good hoda, and it's a hoda that incorporates two things. I admit to the principle, right, and I admit to the Geneva Tshich and Mechira. But since I'm admitting to, but, but therefore I'm getting, a. Uh, of the whole thing and therefore I'm potter. Okay? Whereas Sumcha says, no, one minute. You know, you didn't really admit to the principle because, meaning, in this case, you said Ganov. I said Maharti. so my admission to Tvich and Mechira was not because of you. You only saying Ganov. My admission of Tvich and Mechira was totally sincere. Okay? But Sumcha says, but that's, the admission, says the admission of, of, of ganafti is not, is not a real admission because I was responsible. To you guys. So, therefore, that doesn't count as a hodah. Okay? So, therefore, there's no admission to the Karen. I'm only doing it because you guys are here. The only thing I'm really moated to that I'm not being done because I'm feeling compelled to admit to is (laughs) toveyahu mochir. So, Sumcha says, but that doesn't get you off the hook because that's an admission that does not come with obligating yourself in a principle. Okay? So, So, yes?
1: Those guys, we're saying that he's only doing it because those witnesses are there. Right. But he knows that they're lying. Because
0: they, they right. So that could knows. be, meaning that's part of the issue too. That could be why the rabbis say that it is an admission. Okay. So the rabbis say, if I know you're lying or whatever, it's still an admission. I get off of everything. Okay. So is saying first thing I'm saying, first thing the says is I'm not admitting to the, to the, to the, the first admission doesn't count because it's in reacting to you guys. I don't know if I'm going to be able to prove you lying. And maybe I figure if you're here, people are now aware of it, other witnesses are going to come, whatever I see, that admission doesn't count. But sun says, once that admission doesn't count, the thing which is a sincere admission, the three and the four, uh, I mean, whatever, the the, the and mekhira, that also doesn't count, because that's an admission that does not come with any obligation. Okay? So there you see that Sumcha says that the second part of the admission, since it doesn't come with any obligation, still gets you off the hook. Okay? So that's the that's where at least you see that Tzumcha holds up. So mercy
1: of an admission is based upon the fact that there could be consequences.
0: Right. I mean, if you want to base it on sincerity, maybe it's just the, the formal definition that admission has to mean consequences. Again, whether it's a question about what's motivating him or the practical reality that it's obligating him, but one way or the other, Shmuel says, the reason you are still going to have to pay the owner the full amount, but I admitted to the Tvich Mechira, they weren't saying anything about it, let that get me off the hook. No. Since that didn't come with any obligation, it doesn't get you off the hook. a
1: small question and it's not really with the content. Yeah. Right to DeTanya is not um, redundant.
0: Um, no, no, that's, that was the end of the discussion yesterday. Yesterday said we can prove it from a Mishnah, prove it from a brighta. Here we're going to now prove it from the Braita, the Tanya. No, no, no. But it was it was it was explicating a statement yesterday. Yesterday it just said we can prove permission, prove from a uh, anyways, Anyway, so says, okay. So look, by reconstructing this case to give a scenario where Shmuel says they pay two and I pay three, sumchis, I did it again. They pay two and I pay three. The only way that makes sense is this scenario we've just now constructed, and therefore. It's a case where Sumchus is implicitly saying that an admission to just and mechira is not a real admission. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Amar um, No, well, no, that's not the only way to reconstruct this. Everybody could agree to what we're saying in Rav. But if you ju- that your admission to the tvi'cha by itself. Does not obligate you because there's no real consequence to it. So, what's the debate about a, a testimony that cannot ultimately be proven into Zomanim. What's that scenario? He's going to Witnesses came and said, Ganafta, you stole." Same way we stand up here. David and Michael told me I ganav. I said, "Yes, I'm a ganav." and a I'll do you better. and the same type of thing. It was it you guys. and it was in front of Ruven and Shimon that I did it. Vayisisadi and then witnesses came and proved that you ate imzomim, and I stole, but it wasn't in your presence, so you're going to have to pay me too. Zasu Plony a ploni and then Ruven and Shimon, who I said. If you want witnesses to come and prove that I was a if you should be bringing Ruven and Shimon. They saw me do it. So the Baal I said, Great idea. So he went and he brought Ruven and Shimon. Okay. Now remember, although I said Tavakhi Macharti, that's not an admission, because that didn't obligate myself in anything. And presumably, although I admitted Ganafti, presumably that's also not an admission, because that's because you were present. So everybody should be saying now, so everybody agrees you pay fell, because you guys are Aidans are on him. Presum- Normally though everybody should be saying that I should pay the buys everything. Because Ruven and Shimon came and said I have to owe, and my admissions didn't count as admissions. So what's the debate? So the hard committee, this is the debate. Very strange idea. You know why when Ruven and Shimon came, I don't have to pay based on their testimony? Because since I said they saw me I am basically like supporting the testimony against me now the normal principle is that if you have testimony that could never be proven Zomimim then it's not good presumably because it's um, you know that they're not afraid of lying if they could never be proven Zomimim an example that they can never be proven Zomimim is they say what day did it happen I'm not sure you know what time I'm not sure so they, they give themselves an escape clause you can never nail them down like you never prove the underlying improvement in the right? So therefore, you can't trust the testimony. Somehow it's the threat of the consequences of being found in the that allows us to be able to accept this testimony as trustworthy. Okay? So that's the normal principle that if you can't prove there's Zomim then it's not good. Here, the irony is, the Gemara says, you know why you can't prove there's Zomim Because you're so certain that it's true. Okay? So Since I said they saw me, and I, the, 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 the you know, the uh, accused of the accused and supporting their testimony, then that makes it like protected testimony. To I understand. That's what the is going to answer. It's a strange idea that that makes it. and therefore, because it's sort of like when a basin all says chayav, you know, you have to throw it out. It's too fishy. It's whatever. So here, there's no, you know, if I'm supporting their testimony, I'm the one who said they saw me. That can't. So let's just read it. One minute. So therefore, I'm off the hook. You pay me too, and I'm off the hook so I mean by the way also somebody who's really smart then the same if you're really smart you would admit to a knas and prevent yourself from ever paying if you're really smart you would always say hey go bring those in against me <laughs> and then the sumcha edus it still counts and therefore I am chai 4 and 5 since I'm chai 4 and 5 you guys pay 2 of it and I pay the remaining 3 so the Gemara says how could that be deba- the debate that everybody says it's no good so no how could sumcha say I do have to pay no that's if I say, oh, I don't know what the 8 is, I don't know what hour, you can't nail me down. The lekkah latest cloud, you have to throw the whole 8 out. I can't
1: think this is this
0: Correct. It has to be more precise. Otherwise, it's Eidish Yatayachal Hazimah.
1: you went to me on vacation, It's me.
0: possible, but it makes it a lot harder. When I'm supporting it, that is it considered an Hazimah. Which makes a lot of sense, because you could still be eating Zomimim, even though I'm admitting, saying that you were there. So actually, the position of the Chamim Anyway, here's the case where the Gemara tried to make it a Machloka nine because you had a bizarre idea of Sumchis, so we had to construct a whole scenario around it. Anytime you have to construct a scenario, it's going to be obviously very hard to be Proof for anything because you could always imagine a different scenario. Yes. Why
1: doesn't the principle of an Dame seem like that's more Russia apply here? You're admitting that you're so. What do you mean? Not only admitted, no, in other words, did he... In terms did of Chayv and the Karen? ...bring
0: you witnesses. Ain't no, that no, no. rush or just means that your own admission... I mean, first of all, it's different than the United States that's pleading the fifth. The fifth means you can't be forced to testify against right. yourself. Here, it means if you testify against yourself, you cannot be found guilty based on the weight of your own testimony. But if you're going to tell us something that's going to point us to witnesses, and you're going to be found guilty based on witnesses, you can be found guilty... Mm-hmm. And even that, by the way, is only in terms of something like knas, In terms of a mammon payment, a comp- compensatory payment, you are obligated based on your own admission. Okay, so the results like this. Now, let's just wrap this up. I'm a You pay me two, and I pay the remaining three and four based on, you know, in, in this scenario. You become moded to one minute. Whatever scenario you just constructed, I'm admitting I was the ganav, right? So in that case, right, if I'm admitting that I was a Ghanav, right, why are Michael and David paying me K? They right? They were lying. They might have been lying about that I was a that I was a what do you call it that I that they didn't see me you know that they didn't see me and they're coming to be Mikhail me a that I don't I'm not really obligated based on their testimony. But if it turns out that I actually was a ganav, right? Then they were trying to make me the principal. They were trying to make me pay I really owed. So it's interesting, even though they were sort of lying about the facts because they weren't there, but they weren't trying to make me pay something I was innocent of, and therefore they shouldn't have to pay me the principal, okay, so so become, should you should do have do to pay me do the, do the do one, one, not two, yeah. both units, but the one of the two units I actually was obligated in, I mean, maybe you didn't see it, and you were lying about what you said, but you weren't trying to make me pay something I didn't owe, okay, so I have to pay the carrot. so I'm Rebbe Lezer, Mishmei Derebi Tani, me, When it says "KFO it doesn't mean two units. It means one unit. The extra payment because of the kephal. You pay the fine part of it. I pay the principal, you pay the fine. So when it says you pay me the kephal it really means you pay the balance of the case Okay. moving on that was once again adim zomim and now we can hopefully move on from that we're always going to you know revisit adim zomim but that was the end of this question of again three opinions whether your admission obligates you everybody agrees your admission doesn't obligate you Shmuel says Rav says it goes further it exempts you and then within Rav there's two variations either it always exempts you or it only exempts you if it came with an obligation that you actually forced you to pay something if it forced you to pay something then it exempts you from additional payment. Okay. Now we move on in the Mishnah. Go to the Hikdish you You did Geneva, and then you sanctified it and then you slaughtered it. So when you slaughtered or sold it after you sanctified it, you're not going to pay because you don't pay these things for hectares. Right? There's a general exemption for hectares. Another way of saying it is it no longer belongs to the owner. It belongs to hectares. So when you're slaughtering or selling it, you're slaughtering or selling something that doesn't belong to the owner. But the Gemara has a question. Let's see what the Gemara says. Amri says the Gemara. I get when you slaughter it after you were machdash it. You're not going to pay for that. The the You're slaughtering something that belongs to hektish. Although the mari katavach no longer belongs to the owner. a but for hektish. They'll so pay for the act of being makdashit. I get, after you're shit, you're not going to pay for and mechira, But why is the act of being makdashit not like selling it to someone? You gave it over to Hektesh. Malimachel lehedra, Mali le What do I care if you sold it to Ruve? What do I call it to, care if you sold it to the Beis HaMikdash? You took the animal that you stole and you sanctified it. You transferred it away from the owner to the ownership of the Beis Mikdash. Good question. So the Lord says, How many Rabbi Shimonhi? The no it's a Shimon who says the korbanot that you are obligated in their liability are still considered to not have left your control, but to, to, but they're considered to be under your control. What does that mean? It means, if I, let's say, have to bring a chatas and I sanctify this animal, this animal, what happens if it get, just gets lost? I have to bring another one because I'm obligated in a chatas. Or if I say, Horea ola right? So I obligate myself in an ola. So if this animal that, that I sanctify gets lost, I'll have to make a a sort of substitute, another one. So that case where I'm going to lose out if I lose this animal, it's still considered under my control, not under Hector's control. Okay, it's sort of like Dabra Haggari Mlamon Kamamondami, if you sort of remember that idea, right? Since its loss will cause me a loss, it's like I still own it and still under my possession. All right? So, um, so therefore, sh- so Reb Shimon imag- imagines the case, I stole here from David, but, you know, I might be a Ghaniv, but I'm still from, so I have to bring a chattas for some other sin I did. So I'm going to sanctify this animal as a chattas, And that's not considered like a Mechira, because since I would be, have to replace it if I lost it, it's still under my control, and it's not like I sold it to some third party yet. That would be the way why the sanctified. Would not be considered yet like a selling because since I am liable for it, it's like it's still under my control. Can okay.
1: Right? Can you do a mitzvah with the stolen? Oxen? No.
0: Then it's true. Then it's like you know, it's mitzvah vera and korbanov lo and all those types of things, right? But that's not the issue right now. If I see afterwards, I'm exempt because then a, it might not be mine. It might not be. It's right. Rashi points this out. It's a little bit ironic, meaning I didn't sell it enough away to take it away from me to make me chay for mechir but because it no longer belongs to the owner because it's hectate I'm also not of when I then slaughter it afterwards that right? it's this interesting middle space right I didn't mahir both takes it further away from the owner and takes it away from my possession sanctifying it if I'm hieva Houston means that it's not it, it's not away from my possession it's still under my control but it is further away from the owner's possession because now it belongs to Hekhtesh so it's like an interesting way in which I'm not high for sanctifying it but I'm exempt if I slaughter it afterwards alright so the Gemara says well, so that's the answer. One says, one minute. Since the end of the Mishnah is Reb Shimon, we'll get to the end of the Mishnah, but Reb Shimon is quoted at the end of our Mishnah. Presumably, this first opinion, you can't be assuming Reb Shimon, because the next line after this position is the opinion of Reb Shimon quoted in the Mishnah. Ella, although that was a great answer. Ella, what are talking about? Okay, fine. Another way in which it's still considered the Owners is according to of course, When you sanctify something, not as a chatas or an ola, but as a shlamim. By shlamim, you get to eat the meat. So, since you're going to be able to eat the meat, it's still considered yours and under your control. And so, right? So, it's a different way in which it's considered yours. So, again, it would be this interesting middle space where, because um, it's still mine, I haven't done a, mine the ganavs, I haven't done a mechira, but because I've removed it further from the owner. I'm not high of now if I slaughter it afterwards. Okay? So the Gemara says, so what would you say though if it was holy of holies that it was something that you couldn't eat the meat then you would say then you would say you would pay four and five because then that would be like a v'chira because you took it away from yourself as well when you sanctified it one minute the beginning of the mission says if you stole it and you sold and slaughtered and then you sanctified then you pay four and five it sounds like that the only time you're paying four and five is if you did this before hectase. That there'll be no scenario of hectesh that you'd be obligated in. So, according to you, lift, log, release, be today. Why don't you make a distinction within the case of hectesh itself? That sometimes the act of hectesh, according to you, you would have to pay. When is it that when you're shit you don't have to pay if you're shit before the slaughtering or the selling? Because when it's these lighter sacrifices, that they're still considered yours. Although, well, because they cardship, but if you gave, made them the holy sacrifice, the holiest, then Mishan, you would have to pay, because the act of hektash is like an act of sale, which the Gemara could have said a minute ago too with Rib Shimon. So what the Gemara is basically saying is, look, the simple sense of the Mishnah is, there's no scenario of hektash that you'd have to pay. The act of hektash does not make you pay. Why not? There's got to be some case where either it's kachikadshim or not chayav b'chuyusan, where the act of Hectesh kicks it out of your control, out of the owner's control, out of your control, gives it fully over to hekteish. Let that be like a mechira, but the mission doesn't sound like it. The mission sounds like the act of Hectesh is never a mechira. How do you explain that? So the gemara says like this. Um, okay, the lo- uh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh, skip the line? I'm I'm saying, I'm it doesn't matter what type of hectage the missioner, you're right, makes it clear that by hectage you never have to pay, it's never considered an act of mechira, you were wondering what do I care who you sold it to you sold it to the base of mechira you still sold it, so why therefore should you not have to pay So no, here's the difference um, Ed Yot me Karatura de Ruve, Vahasa Tour de Ruve. When you sold it I'm sorry, Vahasha tour de Shimon. If I sold it to a normal guy, it used to be mine or the owner's whatever, what look like mine, and now I sold it to Shimon, now it's his that's what happens when you sell it it's, it's no longer associated with you ok but when you say defy it if I steal this animal and I'm maktish as a khatas or an ola what do we say about this animal we say oh look there's the base from Mishdash's ola no. We say, there's Dozola, right? So it might be sanctified, but my name is still associated with it. So it's like you're saying, you know, the whole point before about Kachim Kalim Mamon Bailim, or, you know, or Kachim Shechai Be'achriyuson is like it's still in your control. That's like a real formal sense, like you're still the owner. Even if you're not really the owner, it's Kachikachim and all of those things, it still is associated with you. The idea of a Korban is it's still your Korban. And therefore from the perspective of if we were to say are you the owner the answer would be no Right? at most we could consider the owner maybe if it's Kachim Kalim according to Reb Yossi Aglili or if it's Chai according to Reb Shimon you're not the owner okay? but it still is associated with you and therefore that's not enough to be high for Mechira when the Torah says that you slaughter it and you sell it in that case you pay four and five that's got to be a classic Mechira that after you sell it it's no longer associated with you here even after you sanctify it it's still seen as your Korban now one minute this points to two very different types of hectics. Because Tosa says. If you look at Tosfos, Tosos says <speaking in> Rashi <Hebrew> Torah and says Tosfos <speaking in Hebrew> We say later Ganavahik Tishchayif There's actually say explicitly the act of hektesh is an act of selling. Tosos says the <speaking in Hebrew> just like selling to a normal person. <speaking in Hebrew> That's when you give it as a donation to the base of Mikdash. <speaking in Hebrew> okay, then it's not called after your name. Now, what does that mean? It means that. Well, it both means to. Well, I mean, both think about it. If I go ahead and I donate my car to the Beis HaMikdash, right, do people say, oh, that's Dove's holy car, sanctified car? No. They might say it's the car that Dove donated, but at the end of the day, it's the Beis HaMikdash's car, right? If I sanctify the sheep as an korban, then they'll say it's Dove's ola that he has to now bring to the Beis HaMikdash. They won't say it's the Beis HaMikdash's ola. They'll say it's my ola. Okay? If I gave my sheep as a donation, they'll say, oh, look at this nice donation that we got from Dove. But they're not going to say it's doves. It's doves, sheep. Now it's our sheep. He gave it to us, right? So therefore, the association with it is only in the case of a Korba not in the case of a ber yeah. berkabaya. And the logic, by the way, and it's interesting because the Gemara here is focusing at the end result, but it could also have focused on the process. And the process is very different. And why this case is not a mechira? What's the process when I donate my sheep to the base of Mikdash? Basically, if David there is the uh, is the gizbar, is the treasure of the base of HaMikdash. The process of donating my sheep is here. Take my sheep, this is my gift to the base of HaMikdash. So it's just like a practice of Mechira. He basically is some legal entity that owns property, right? Like who isn't like the biggest landowner in Italy, like the church or whatever, right? Or is they, anyway, so he's, some, so he's some legal entity, maybe the biggest landowner in the world. Anyway, and he's some legal entity that owns, okay, that, owns property, yeah. that owns property, that owns property, and I'm giving this piece of property and they take possession of it. That's Mechira. that I would be hired. But if this here little sheep... My my white little little sheep here. If this little sheep, I say I zap. I'm sanctifying you as an ola. That's not a process of giving something over to some other entity to own it. That's a problem of instilling it with sanctity to serve a purpose that it can now function as a korban. That I can now bring it to the bring it as a korban. That's about changing its status, not about changing its ownership. Instilling it with kedusha. So the same way the gemara says, oh, before now it's also my ola. You could just. it's not a real mechira because it's still associated with me but there's a more profound point it's not a real mechira because a mechira is about transferring ownership and sanctifying something as a korban is not about transferring ownership it's about giving it to okay so that's really why in this sanctifying it is not a mechira as a korban but sanctifying it as a donation as a gift to the base of mikdash, is a mechira yes I think
1: that there's a theological implication in the way you to distinguish between status as opposed to ownership. Mm-hmm. as to say, if I'm Maktish an animal as an Ola Yeah. Right? So clearly, if I use it, there's an issue of me'ila that has to do this. Right. So there's a type of partnership that's implicit in being Maktish an animal as a korban?
0: Yeah, well, and I think that the question, so you are right, meaning the questions of M'ila, are there, the whole question of the me'ila of misuse is you conceptualize me'ila as a type of gneva or. Zayla, right. uh, of taking possession of something that isn't yours, or do you conceptualize it as an iserhana? This thing is sanctified, so it cannot therefore be misused, not, mis- not taken away, but misused for secular non-sanctified purposes. Right. So those are the two different ways of conceptualizing the ilah. And what you say is absolutely correct, that it might reflect two different types of sanctity. A sanctity of a kabayas might be much more about a type of stealing. I'm taking it away because it's there and I'm making it mine whereas the sanctity of korbanot might be a lot more about misuse than about taking possession of so yes what you're saying is absolutely, if I understood you correctly that is those two ways of thinking about meila reflect what we are now describing as two different concepts of kedushah what it's about is it about ownership or is it about status
1: okay yeah it sounds like they also the shame never happened. Well
0: Toso says if a Shinna never happened, then Toso says that it wouldn't um, you know, then the conversation wouldn't have got off the ground. It wouldn't just be a m Hastator, Hasha. It would have been like you didn't do anything. So if you look at the continuation yeah, of Toso's he says he says no, a shin definitely did happen. Yeah. He says he says he says not only is there Shinia Shane, because now it's called a Korban, he says so he says if you look at the earlier sugya, even before the Gemara there introduced the idea of Shiner Hashem it, uh, it understood that Hektish would work because it would be like a Shiner Rishus mm-hmm. so it is not it's not as all or nothing as I just described right once something does become a Korban it is considered under the auspices of Hektish. it's not just totally mine with its kedusha. right so that's what Tosus does say so I oversimplified it it's shinir true no it's certainly Shiner his whole point is that even, we, you know, Hashem is the easy thing to say. Once I say me kar turu deruvein, the to the I don't say, okay, maybe I'll call it Shina Hashem because I'll call it a korban, but I'm not going to call it Shin Hashem because it still is under my control. And so Tosa's point is, no, 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 no. Like, it is to some degree no longer under your control. It's not yours. It belongs to that But to, it's not fully. It still has this idea that it's your korban. Mm-hmm. So it's just like gray zone. But because it still is associated with me, it's not a full Mechira Okay. So, very interesting, very central in terms of thinking about Hekdash and different types of Hekdash, different processes, different end results, and how that would lead to this question of paying four and five. Okay, let's keep on going. Reb Shimon Omer. So now, what's this Reb Shimon? So if you look back at the Mishnah on Ayin Dalar HaMetvet, Reb Shimon said, if you're Chayir this is what we just quoted, you'll pay four and five, And if you're not Chayyab Yusan, you you don't pay four and five. Now, what does that mean? I go ahead, like I steal it, I sanctify it, I slaughter it. If I'm Chayyab Yusan, I'm going to pay four and five. Like huh? Like you understand? I stole this from David here. I'm Chaivan and Ola I, I I accepted a neder of an Ola, I'm Chaivan and Ola. I sanctify it, so now I'm chayv. if I lose this korban. Now if I slaughter it I'm gonna have to pay you four and five. But if I didn't have if I but I didn't have to replace it and I slaughtered it, I w I I wouldn't have to pay you four and five. Like there's no logic to any of that. The more I'm Khai Bachan, the more it makes it like mine. Why in that case when I slaughter it should I more be liable to pay you? Okay, so that's what the Gemara is gonna say. Amri says the Gemara, he maybe Reb Shimon holds that heck, the act of hektesh maybe what he's saying is the hektesh forget the slaughtering maybe he's saying the hektesh should make me pay the four and five even though like, against what we said before but if that's true he should say the reverse and if I'm still liable for it I'm, I have to replace it if it gets lost I'm the ganav then potter I'm exempt because that's not like a mechir that's still like it's mine Mir it didn't leave my control. If however I wouldn't have to pay if they got stolen or lost in that case Chayev the goes out of my control. So maybe Reb Shimon is talking about not being Chayev for slaughtering maybe he's talking about being Chayev for the act of Hektesh but if that's true it's more of a mechira when I'm not chayav vachriuson when it leaves my control. was Reb Shimon said I pay when I am chayav vachriuson. That doesn't make sense. They're still more under my control. So the Gemara says. Reb Shimon is not dealing um, directly responding to our case of stealing and then sanctifying and slaughtering and selling. He's not dealing with that case where I stole it from the owner and it was not touched in the hands of the owner. He's dealing with another scenario, the Hachiktani and here's what it's talking about. If you steal from a Ghanav, you don't pay four and five because it's not me desa each. The ganav doesn't fully own it and so on. And you don't pay the owner because it's not in the owner's house okay in and not only that if you steal a korban from the owner you don't pay them four and five okay you got it so it's not I stole it and I was shit. David here was Makdish's his ola a uh, korban. He had an ola in his house. I stole it from him. Do I have to pay him four and five? So the answer is no. Okay. Why? By timer the gunavni beta each stolen from the house of the owner. Once it's hektayich, that's an exemption. Okay. Reb Shimon says, Ah, no. Sometimes it is considered like David's animal. And if David would have to replace it if it got lost. Chayev. Then it is like his animal because he, if he doesn't have the sheep, it's going to cost him another sheep. So even though it's hektesh it's considered David's, and therefore I do pay David four and five, even though it was hektesh My time karina David mi because it is taken from his house. It's something that he will totally suffer the loss of this animal. But if he's not doesn't have to replace it, then I'd be exempt if I stole it from him. The karina okay. David Okay, so that's a good shot of the Mishnah. And it does sound like that, that the Reb Shimon is a little bit tacked on to the end of the Mishnah. He's not directly responding to our case of stealing Chul and sanctifying it and slaughtering it. He's just telling you another halacha. Be aware that kudshim that your haibach are like yours. And therefore, if the Ganov steals it, a kudshim from somebody's house, and that person is going to have to replace that animal, then even though it's hektesh, that's a full geneva, and you pay double and you pay four and five. Now we've got another question. I stole this little Ola from David's house. It's considered David's. I have to pay him kafel. Now I'm going to slaughter it. I'm going to have to pay him four and five. We got a little bit of a problem, though. What happens when I slaughter this Ola in my house, in my backyard?
1: <laughs>
0: it's Aserbanah. Yes, it's a Korban slaughtered out of the Bezalem Yishash. Chutz, which is a classic case where Reb Shimon himself Reb Shimon is the one who says, Shchutei you don't pay four and five, because it's Shite Shein Ruya. because you can't go ahead and benefit from it, right? It's Aser Okay, actually he said Chul Bazara, this is Shchutei Okay, but either way, Reb Shimon is the one who said that if you can't benefit from it, you don't pay four and five.
1: Yeah, is that the case where, where he started the Shchutei and then yeah. dragged it in right, five? correct.
0: So that was, that was, that was Bazar. This is This is like the flip of it. But either way, why am I paying four and five? It's not going to be able to be eaten. It's Kachem Shachdit out of the base of Mikdash. Okay, so the Gemara says one minute. The Gemara says, Mihti, let's take a look. Shamina Reb Shimon, we know about Reb Shimon that he holds that Loshima That if your Shrita doesn't make it permissible to be eaten, you don't have to pay four and five. It's not an act of Pita. So kachim Naman This case, you Shachdit a kachim out of the base of Mikdash, it's a Shrita so what's the best answer who said you it outside the base of Mikdash? Yeah, you're, you're very from Ghanav. Yeah. It, so, <laughs> I steal this little sheep from David, but then I feel so bad. So, I'm going to go ahead and I took Korban. You know, like I said, I might be Ganev, but I'm a Frum Ghanav. So, I bring it to the base of Mikdash, and I say, Here, here's David's Ola, and bring this up for, and, and for, for the sake of David. Okay, and therefore, it's a. Sh- and I'm, you know what? But I say, But I want to do it myself, because you know what? You don't need a Kohen to do shita by Korbanos, even though. So I bring it to the base of Mikdash, I shecht it for David, to be offered up for David, and therefore it's, I can eat the meat, okay, but I have to pay him four and five. So Moses has one minute. If I did it for David's sake and I brought it to the base of Mikdash, that's like I returned it to David. And then I brought him with Korban to the base of Mikdash. You might say, I want to do it myself, but it's not like I'm not chayiv for Cell and four and five. Right? It's How could an act of offering it up on his behalf, that's effectively an act of giving it back to him. How could that be an act of furthering the Geneva? Remember, the Chi of is I'm furthering the Geneva. How is that an act of furthering the Geneva that makes me pay yeah, four and five? Exactly. So I'm going to review the Barabin. Okay, so what happened was is, in the end of the day though, the Kohen spilled the blood, but that was going to be thrown on the altar. So therefore, at the end of the day, it wasn't offered up on your behalf. Okay, but since at the time of the Shechita, it would have been fit to be eaten, had the blood been sprinkled, okay, that's going to make it a Shechita reuia, and I'm going to pay 4 and 5. Although at that time, we would have said that you're Pater, because you were giving it back to David. Then the blood got spilled, so now we realize, oh, so David didn't get it credited on his behalf so I didn't give it back to him so now we see it was an act of furthering the Geneva but somehow even though in hindsight we now say it was an act of furthering the Geneva we still are prepared to call it a Shita Reuah because at the time which is funny you could say the hindsight now we see that you won't be able to eat the meat but at the moment that the Shemitah was done the meat was fit to be eaten okay because it was being brought as a Korban in the base of Mikdash and it's, and in hindsight we're going to say, and it was an act of Geneva because the blood was spilled and it never actually got credited to David's account. So okay?
1: If somebody uh, brings a, uh, an ola and then the priest spills the blood. Does he have to bring another
0: ola? Yes. He
1: does. This if he's
0: Chayvach Yusan, if he accepted, if he okay. made a neder, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I know, even though it wasn't his fault. If he made a neder until that ola is brought, okay. yeah. And the,
1: in the is not held for any responsibility.
0: Correct. That. I mean, there's a Gemara that says if he does it intentionally, maybe we make the coins pay, pay certain cases, but generally, no. Okay? Okay, so the Mars says yeah otherwise you know Connie would all have to get this uh, like uh, you know malpractice insurance right <laughs> so okay but it's a little funny it's a little funny that if we reassess based on the spilled blood if we reassess based on the spilled blood that it was not an act of returning the object we're still not going to reassess in terms of the nature of the Shrita we're still going to say it was a legitimate Shrita that's answer number one answer number two is he also wrote the number of Yohanan why make the guy such a Tzadik I brought the korban and I said it's my korban. Okay, I stole David's ola. I brought it to the base of mikdash and I said it's my korban. So think about what happens now. Does David get credit for it? No. A korban brought Lola Shane ba'alim. He doesn't get credit. So I didn't do. I didn't give it back to him. Was it a shchita Yes. yes. Because I can now, yeah, the meat can now be eaten. Okay. I mean, I guess we're assuming it's a shl- well, even if it's a chatas, the karnin can eat the meat. I guess we're assuming that it's not an ola. Okay. So actually, that's an interesting question. Would it be a shchita reuya if it could only be burnt on the mizbeach? Because at least you could, the shchita was effective. It was effective to make it meat that could be offered up on the mizbeach. I don't know. That's an interesting question. in Reb Shimon, right? I, well, not necha. I'm wondering even if it's an ola, maybe it's an interesting yeah, I mean, question. But 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 well, okay. Anyway, but one way or the other, the meat, the Shita was a good shita, It was a shkita's kachim, okay. But because it wasn't done on David's behalf, it wasn't an act of returning it, and that's how you're able to get Me has to pay four and five to David, okay. And we'll read one more sentence, and we'll continue with this tomorrow. Okay, said, no, no, no. It was out of the base of mikdash, but it had a mum in it. So if it had a mum in it, it had a blemish. It couldn't be brought as a korban. If it couldn't be brought as a korban, so checking it out of the base of mikdash. Okay, now one minute, checking it out of the base of mikdash is not the sin of shkutechutz because you're only chay for bringing a korban out of the base of mikdash is if it could be brought in the base of mikdash. So I didn't do the biblical violation of being mak beaten Shoy of korban out of the base of interest if I a blemish. But it still is fita cheya. If I haven't redeemed it, if it still has Kedusha a dead animal that was sanctified cannot be eaten, okay? It was a dead korban, a korban that, were, that was sanctified with the Giddush of a that was slaughtered. So why is it a shchita ruya? I might not have transgressed shchute chutz, but the animal still can't be eaten, right? So we'll discuss that tomorrow. But we have three different scenarios of how Shachting this korban that I stole might still be a shchita ruya, the shchita might be considered valid, all right? So